Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There, don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to Progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, North. So I'm going to read this. Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. I have quite a lot to cover. Like, not as much as the CES, but we've got some gaming news, including uh, the fiasco that is Blizzard. Some very controversial words out of Electronic Arts. And also Intel not catching a break. Did you know that the zombie load CPU flaw has not been patched yet? If you're like me, you forgot zombie load was a thing. Zombie load, if you don't recall... In fact, actually, I completely forgot how zombie load worked. But it's a security flaw built into... Intel CPUs. Well, not really built in, but you get where I'm going. It's a vulnerability on the hardware level that has been attempted to be patched several times. And honestly, I thought it was already taken care of. Alas, there is going to be a third patch coming out soon, and hopefully... According to Intel, it's it's going to fix it. Yay! So, once again, I have to say, download your updates. And if you're on Windows 7, which we'll talk about more later, it's unfortunately time to bite the bullet and move on because you're not going to get this security vulnerability patch And you kind of need it. Heck, this sort of thing is exactly why on the brand new server I installed, I didn't stick with Windows 7. I went with a different operating system entirely so that I could make sure I get these kind of patches. Oh, I'm sorry. Chad is correcting me. This kind of patch should be coming through through the BIOS. Wonderful. So it's up to the board manufacturers. That's actually a good point. I didn't even think about that. Oh, God dang it. HP doesn't even make patches anymore for these workstations. Oh. Dang it. My rigs have a problem. On top of all that, you've got a brand new kind of vulnerability out, also from Intel, called Cash Out, 
which allows malicious code to steal data from the CPU cache that it normally should not be able to. Yay! Make sure you get your updates, both Windows, BIOS, firmwares, and everything. Oh, God. Oh. But, of course, in this world with more and more security vulnerabilities, we have things like this. We talked last week about how Great Britain was going to be implementing facial ID tracking systems in order to detect wanted criminals on their various cameras to then hunt them down. Well, good news! Soviet Russia wants to do the same thing. Oh, boy, this is why. Why are we doing this? Now, it's unknown at this point if Russia is going to be doing the same thing. I kid, by the way, when I say Soviet Russia, but I digress. I I feel like I should just say something before I get my email flooded with, You big dummy! That's exactly what the emails are going to say, by the way. Regardless, Moscow is also going to be using the same facial... ID tracking system it is unknown whether it's the exact same one as the one with an 80% failure rate that Great Britain is going to be using. But if you ask me, this kind of technology, if you have that high of a failure rate, is not good for use. Speaking of spying and tracking things, the UK is moving forward with its plans to have Huawei build out their 5G network. Huawei being the prime supplier of 5G broadcasting equipment, but the the various cellular phone providers will be providing the signal. The problem, of course, if you have been missing all of the Huawei news, which, by the way, if you have, congrats. I legitimately envy you. Basically, Huawei has been suspected and confirmed several times of building backdoors and the ability to have various outlets, including the Chinese government, spy on users of their network equipment. Now, this is only in select instances. It's not definitive proof that 100% of all Huawei gear spies on people. But, I mean, when you have a couple confirmed instances of this happening, you start to suspect the entire batch. So, yay! Find out, which one would you like to be spied by today? The Chinese government or the U.S. government? Everyone's spying. Man, I hope no one's watching me right now. Oh, wait a second. But the reason that Huawei was allowed is that, well, when it comes to 5G equipment, apparently in Great Britain there is no competition. 
Here in the U.S., there are a couple small companies that are able to make 5G networking equipment. Apparently in the U.K., that's not the case, according to The Guardian. And that is what has led to this happening. Honestly, as long as the the low, what is it, the low band or the high band? As long as the version of 5G that isn't interrupted by walls is put in, I'm okay with it. Because the microband version of 5G, in my opinion, is not ready. Despite the fact that it has incredible speeds. The fact that you're not going to get a signal through a house wall is kind of a deal breaker for any kind of cell phone signal. But welcome to 5G! That's what it is. Thank you, chat. Low band is the is the one that is like a normal cell phone signal. The high band, the micro band, is the one that cannot. And then I realized I had a duplicate story in my stack. But now while Huawei is allowed to go and work in the UK... There is another problem within China. That, of course, being the coronavirus. And no, you do not get the coronavirus by drinking Corona beer. I know that's been a meme going around, but there are some people who legitimately think you get coronavirus from Corona beer. You do not! Are we on the same page? <laughs> it It is a dumb meme, chat. I, I 100% agree. And honestly, I enjoy it too. Until I found out that there were people who were legitimately surprised. When I told them that, no, that's a joke. No one totally knows how the coronavirus spreads. Uh, In any case, Google is shutting down all of their offices in China because of the coronavirus outbreak. Which actually does kind of Make you concerned with what's going on with the virus. Now, granted, if I'm not mistaken, the coronavirus, from what I've heard, and I know there's been a lot of misinformation going around, so what I could be saying is incorrect, but I want to say that the actual lethality of the coronavirus is relatively low. But the fact that no one knows exactly how the virus spreads is what's causing the fear. And the fact that there is no available cure, mostly because it's a virus. But yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Google just saying, nah, we're closing down everything. On top of that, Foxconn and Samsung both 
had their factories closed because of the coronavirus outbreak. Chat's also saying that because it has a high mutation chance, it makes it a very scary big deal. And that's true. The fact that no one knows how it can mutate, change, evolve does make it rather scary. Oh, boy. Shifting gears to something a lot less depressing. We have, we now live in a world where someone out there decided I am going to counterfeit the AMD stock heatsink. I kid you not. No one is certain where the knockoffs are coming from, but Fakes of the Prism Wraith Cooler. This is the AMD stock heatsink that has the RGB ring around the fan. Has been knocked off and in a baffling move, the knockoff has more heat pipes. Heat pipes, if you're unaware, are the copper tubes inside a lot of cooling solutions that moves heat around to allow the heat to be dissipated better. So having more means that more would be spread around, but there's still knockoffs in the fact that they're trying to perfectly imitate the prism wraith cooler, but they added more pipes to why? Why would you spend more on copper to knock off something? This baffles me. It's also unsure at this point whether the cooling on the knockoff AMD cooler would be better or worse. AMD, of course, says you shouldn't buy into the fakes, considering the fact that they are not official AMD products and the fact that no one can validate how good they are. I just find it absolutely fascinating that they went, that they knocked off something and tried to make it better. It's just at that point, why not just slap your own name on it and sell as your own unique thing? Meanwhile, in Nintendo land, Nintendo has officially declared they are going to stop repairing Wii consoles once and for all in March. Apparently the Wii this entire time was still being repaired by Nintendo, but they're going to finally put an end to that now that the Wii is literally two generations old. Real talk, though, like how many Wii's have actually like broken down? Like, I'm sure there's been things like the disk drive stopped working and other things like that, but it's not like the Wii was notorious for having failure like the Xbox 360. 
it's just kind of weird this ended up being a story. Like, at all. It's also kind of weird that they've been needed needing repair at all. Like, honestly, Nintendo as a whole, they've made pretty reliable consoles. The only real notable exceptions has been, A, the joysticks on the Joy-Cons. By the way, there's a calibration uh, feature built into the Switch. You can do that and and fix your Joy-Con drift. I, find, I finally found that out and did it, and my God, it's so much better. But, I mean, they've had that. The hinge on the DS has been sketch a couple of times. But yeah, it's... The Wii's been solid. At least I thought so. Oh, but there you go. If if you got a Wii that needs fixing, get it in now. Boeing has actually testing out a brand new jet because the 737 Max has just been an abysmal botched. I, I made that last part up. Boeing is testing out the 777X, which is going to be the largest twin jet there ever was. Or I'm sorry, the largest twin engine jet there ever was. Here's all I say. Here's all I'll say about the Boeing. I hope. I underline hope that the Boeing 77X 777, yeah. That's that's right, number 7s. Actually does not have any of the same software as the 737 Max. Because otherwise, you're going to have two Jets with massive, abysmal failures on your hand. And finally, I think this is my last story of the security block. It actually is not. Avast has always... Avast is kind of a weird antivirus. When Avast first came out... I was actually still in the computer sales and and computer refurbishing business. So like a lot of people would come into our shop and would ask, what do you recommend for your, for your antivirus? And pretty much our shop, we had pretty much the policy of either saying a, just stick with the basic windows defender. That's already built into your system or B, if you want to step it up a notch, you can buy Norton from us because that's was pretty much what our what our store pushed. Then when I worked on my own, I just said just stick with the basic. But a lot of people asked about Avast. And at the time I never heard of Avast. And like everything about Avast always came off as sketch to me, but I could never prove it. It just always felt like a giant hot mess like it it looked like it was coded in someone's basement that's how avast always felt to me chat is judging me because i worked for a company that pushed norton and honestly at the time norton was okay 
But if it was me during that time, I would not use Norton. I would just use Windows Defender or Security Essentials, whichever whichever it was at the time. Like, that was my stance back then. That's still my stance now. But back to Avast, it turns out the cost of Avast, despite the fact that it's a free antivirus, was, as you could probably guess, spying on you. Yay! Information and your clicks were being tracked by Avast, and that information was being sold so that various companies could use that information to sell you ads. Surprise! And to make things even better, rather than the information being anonymized, no, it wasn't. They knew exactly who you were, assuming you gave them the correct info. Oh, don't use a vast, guys. It's always felt like a cartoony little endeavor. All right, let's shift gears radically again, and then we're going to take our break. It's story time. So by the time this podcast airs, the Super Bowl has already come and gone, and whoever won, won, and I could literally care less. Mostly because my guys aren't in the Super Bowl this year. But in February, at the start of February, the contract for the Fox app, by the way, Fox, the Fox app contains Fox Sports. Fox Sports allows people to watch the Super Bowl without cable or a TV antenna. The contract between the Fox app and Roku being one of the bigger set-top box providers and also powers the software of many smart TVs, well, that contract expired. And, well, rather than just renewing the contract, things got a little heated behind the scenes. And, unfortunately, we don't know the details And the Fox app was unavailable on Roku as a result. Fox actually started publicly blasting Roku for refusing to come to the the table and negotiate with them. Which could also be a ploy for Fox to just say, you need to accept our terms rather than what you wanted. Or it could be that Roku actually was being aggressive and forcing Fox's hand. It's hard to say which way it goes, to be perfectly honest. On one hand, you could totally see Fox trying to negotiate for a cheaper price. On the other hand, Roku could be opt- could be taking opportunity of the situation, with it being only days before the Super Bowl and uh, wanting a little bit more money out of them. Hard to say. We may never know. Well, here's a fun one for you. I reported on a story on my daily podcast, The Early Bird Briefing. I recorded it Friday, and that podcast aired Saturday morning. I kid you not, 
an hour and a half after I recorded that podcast. And by the way, I didn't know it was an hour and a half after I recorded the podcast. Otherwise, I would have gone back, deleted the podcast, and recorded a new one. Fox and Roku made up and signed an agreement. So those of you watching live, if you have a Roku, you can still watch the Super Bowl on your Roku for assuming you want to do that. But this literally went to like the zero hour, less than 48 hours before the Super Bowl. This was resolved. Actually a little over that. But this got to the point where even the Fox News hosts were urging their viewers to complain to Roku about it. Like, I, I don't care where you stand politically, what your feelings are about Fox News. Let, let's just take the word Fox News out of it. Actually, let's just take the word Fox out of it. Imagine whatever network it is, their hosts urge you to complain to another company because of a contract negotiation. That just comes off as petty. It just doesn't make them look good, like, at all. But, yeah, everything is perfectly fine now. And those of us who are even aware that this happened are now just staring at the whole thing going, excuse me, what? What just happened? Weird. Okay, I lied. I have one more security story before we finish off the security block. The United Nations confirms it suffered a quote-unquote serious hack, but it decided, eh, informing people is so overrated. But about 4,000 employees of the UN had their data compromised. And they decided not to inform anyone. I love the fact that both the UN and the EU push so hard for every other entity in existence to be so transparent whenever there's a data breach. But when the UN themselves gets breached, they're like, shh, it's a secret. Don't tell anyone. Hey, here's an idea. Lead by example! We're going to take a quick break here when we come back. The tragic tale of Blizzard and Apple being forced to switch their ports. We saved serious cash with our progressive home and auto bundle and used the money to buy a new boat. Who's ready to water ski? <laughs> This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough for a new boat. 
They'll probably spend it on rent or gas money or maybe one of those little plastic waiting pools for the yard. Ahoy there! Is what the captain might say on the toy boat in your waiting pool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. How did I end up here? Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. I had a bit of a scare for a second because my window decided that clipping out the bottom bar where the main audio mix is was a cool idea. Don't do that. Have all the information. We talked about before how the EU lawmakers, or the EU in general rather, were contemplating making a universal USB Type-C port, but I actually came out against that just on the grounds that I have no faith that the EU could actually have everyone use the exact same kind of USB Type-C because, as we covered, there are dozens of different flavors of USB Type-C, and some of them may not, in fact, work. But in the end, a push to USB Type-C for all phones, not the worst thing in the world. Well, surprise, surprise, EU lawmakers have, in fact, ignored Apple and myself and will instead push to have USB Type-C be the one port to rule them all. Of course, as of this time, as they push forward to this document, we don't know the details. We don't know if they're going to be smart enough to say, hey, only this kind of USB Type-C port and none of this muxing nonsense like what uh, Nintendo did to the Switch. We'll be keeping a close eye on that, obviously, as more information comes out. Samsung's next foldable phone. We pretty much now know everything. Like, pretty much. Chat's actually confused what I mean about the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch, it's USB, it's USB port if you don't know. It does not behave like a normal USB Type-C. It's certain applications it will just completely block such as video out. It will only video out in their dock. And that's going to especially be obvious when the, what did they call it? The Switch Mini? What's the portable only Switch? The one that doesn't switch. It might have actually just been called the Switch Mini. Switch Lite! I can't believe I forgot that because Nintendo loves just making Portables called light. But that's going to be especially prevalent on the Switch Lite, which has no option for video out at all, period. Until the Nintendo Homebrew crew gets a hold of it and most likely performs some kind of witchcraft to get video out on the Switch Lite. Oh, don't look at me like that. You know it's coming. Literally wizards. Chat thinks it's not going to happen because it's missing the hardware. Which is true, it is, but... They're wizards. 
they'll they'll figure something out. And it's going to be jank as heck. But en- enough about um the actual witchcraft that is the Nintendo homebrew community. Let's instead talk about the witchcraft that is folding phones. The next Galaxy Fold phone, which is going to be called the Z Flip, is going to basically be copying the Motorola Razor in every way, shape, and form. We're expecting basically a 22 by 9 aspect ratio. It's going to be a 6.7 inch phone with a technically 1080p screen. Pretty much a 10 megapixel camera as well as apparently HDR 10 plus video capability. And we'll have a one-inch exterior display that will display minor information, but is going to be kind of hidden underneath the actual enclosure. So it's only going to be visible and do very minor things, like, say, show the time, like old school flip phones used to. Eight gigabytes of RAM, 256 gigabytes of storage, a 3300 milliamp battery, a Snapdragon 86. I'm sorry, a, a, a Snapdragon 865. Oh, I'm sorry. I read this wrong. The Z Flip will include an 855 chip instead of the 865 chip. I'm kind of glancing through this and trying to and trying to go and ram through this as quickly as possible because when push comes to shove, the deal breaker is the fact the price is going to be anywhere between 1000 to 15 hundred dollars now some reports are saying it's gonna be closer to a thousand and a thousand dollars is gonna be the only way this phone sells to the masses let's be honest when push comes to shove even though some of us have bitten the bullet and gotten a four-digit smartphone like myself please please don't do it most people are still reluctant to pay that much for a piece of technology especially for something like a phone. Because when push comes to shove, the budget smartphone market is still plenty good. You can still get a ton done with, say, a three or $400 smartphone. Now, what I'm waiting for, though, is now we have two phones out there that do this kind of flip phone or this kind of fold, where it's a normal phone when it's unfolded, and when it's folded, it's basically a square. My question is, when is Apple going to do it, and when Apple does it, will they officially be the first to do it? You know it's coming. You and I both know it's coming. Shifting gears, actually speaking of leaks, rather, a very odd processor has kind of reared its head. 
Inside the user benchmark software, there is an Intel processor with very abnormal specs. The model is the L16G7, which probably is not going to be its final model name. But what's super bizarre is the specs. It is a 1.4 gigahertz chip that turbos up to 1.75 gigahertz. And it's a Pentacore CPU. And the weirder part is the fact that it's a 5 and 5 CPU. So it has two processors on the die, both of which are 5 core. Theoretically, both could use the 5 cores potentially but it's going to be as low as a 5 watt part so this could be a processor that competes with ARM processors now this whole thing's supposed to follow the design of uh, what they call small core and big core. These smaller cores work to get work together, and then there's a bigger processor that it switches over to and then uses that. It's, it's something like that, pretty much. The thing that's going to be uh, interesting is what's the actual performance? Because if you couldn't tell... I don't even fully comprehend what's going on with this processor. The fact that they even went ahead and made a five core chip is just kind of bizarre. The architecture itself though is x86, despite the fact that it's going to be competing with arm processors. Those are the processors that are found in your phones, by the way, is still kind of interesting. In the end, though, what's going to be the point? I think Android will run on x86. But it's not like there's a Windows phone anymore. Microsoft pretty much gave up on that. Right? I could have swore they did. Hmm... It's going to be something, obviously, we're going to be taking a close look at. Hey, by the way, remember when we were talking about Windows 7 and how there's no more updates for it? Oh, chat thinks it's going to be for tablets. That could be it. I would actually welcome some some more Windows tablets. I've got one Windows tablet I, I went and found off a used lease. And I, I was really hoping that I could get Windows 10 on it and, it, and I could just ha- have it run like some basic games, get some Ragnarok Online on it, but um, it has only two gigs of RAM, and it is very, very sad running on two gigs of RAM. Don't run, don't run Windows 10 with two gigs of RAM. You're going to have a bad time. 
Don't do it. Back to the world of Windows 7, though. Microsoft was forced to make a Windows 7 update. For a very odd bug. During certain applications, the wallpaper could in fact change to pure black. In fact, actually on my Windows 10 system, I had something like that happen. And I've been way too lazy to change my wallpaper back to anything but black. See? You guys listening to the podcast can't see, but I just revealed that my wallpaper right now is pure black. That actually is my wallpaper. And I've just been too lazy to set it back to anything. But this bug that's been pushed out for Windows 7 will fix that. See? Microsoft does care. Now, speaking of hopeful dreams and Microsoft caring, there is a petition going around asking for Lucky 7 signatures. That's 7,777 signatures. To turn Windows 7 into an open source operating system. Good luck with that. That's all I'm going to say. I see that going nowhere. Let's even pretend they get 77,777 signatures. There is no way. None. There is absolutely no way Microsoft's going to do that. Even new Microsoft run by people who thought that uh, they're, they're thinking that making tablets is a really good idea. It's not happening. You, you can pretend it's going to happen, but it's not going to. Just like I can pretend that Apple's going to reinvent the iMac like they did in this patent, but it's also not going to happen. The patent that's been issued has the iMac as a single piece of curved glass that is as thin as... I don't think actually this patent says, but it displays as it should be super, super thin with a keyboard and trackpad already built into it standing on a stand with the ventilation and a power button and reset button on the back of the device. This is not happening, by the way. You want to know why it's not going to happen? Because Apple almost never does anything that is found in a cool patent. Ever. They're cool to talk about. They're cool for a podcast like this to talk about. But very... When was the last time an Apple patent ever became a real thing? Anyone? Yeah, that's what I thought. While it is plausible, you know what I see happening first? I see Apple taking the Pro XDR display, making it slightly worse, 
and injecting a Mac into that. Yes, I could see it now. The iMac coming out, it's going to look exactly like the Pro XDR display with all that ventilation on the back, which, by the way, would be nice. Some real cooling and something you could actually blow some compressed air into to dust it out. And you'd spend $5,000 on this new high-end, crisp, cooling-grade iMac and $1,000 for the stand. But it's okay. Because that $1,000 stand is totally worth it if you smoke the same sort of stuff that the people who want Windows 7 to be open source. Uh. Meanwhile, in China, there is a new x86 competitor on the market. Zhao Jin which I have most likely mispronounced, and I'm not going to lie, I'm going to care less than I should, has in fact created a new x86 CPU that they think is going to be as fast as Intel CPUs. On one hand, I want to say, yeah, good luck with that. On the other hand, I mean, Intel is stuck on using, like, four-, four, five-year-old technology. Maybe they could. Other people think it is worth watching. I'll keep my eyes on it, but um, it's going to be me just kind of watching with binoculars and chuckling the whole time because I kind of have a hard time imagining a new x86 competitor surpassing Intel. All right, let's let's talk about depressing news. E Electronic Arts, which I will refer to from here on out as EA. Many of you are going to refer them to as the gaming company that has destroyed everything you know and love and makes you rage every time you hear their name but you will also refer to them as EA because that's much shorter. EA has made some bold claims during their earnings report, some of which, I'm not going to lie, I have taken some offense to. Like, for starters, making over $1 billion. That's Dr. Evil levels of money there. From microtransactions alone. Other claims out of them include single-player games are dead. My article for it is not going to, There we go. The exact quote, single-player games are finished. There is no hope for them. This is the world of ongoing games. Story-based games are the future and are pitiful. Seven million sales. For Battlefront 2, which, by the way, was an ongoing game anyway, and not a single-player game. Those games are dead. 
story-based games are pointless, are useless, and it's all about the Fortnite competitors because Fortnite is everything. Fortnite is love. Fortnite is life. And give me a break. You want to know why microtransactions are so profitable? Because they are exploitive in their nature. The only reason this works is because people fall into the gambling trap that is gotcha-style games or loot boxes built into games. Look, the reason I'm talking about this is because this is what the gaming industry is looking at. They are looking at Fortnite. They are looking at every single terrible $50 budget gotcha game and how much money it rakes in. And they see that as the future. The abnormalities in the world are Nintendo, who is also unfortunately starting to fall into the gotcha game trap. And Square Enix, who has occasionally also fallen into the gotcha game trap. I will tell you this straight up. They are going to, these game developers are going to be glaring at Square Enix and the Final Fantasy VII Remake and at, I can't remember who's making the game, but whoever the heck is making Cyberpunk 2077. And also, they're probably going to be looking at Persona 5 Royale, but that's more of a re-release than a brand new story-based game. CD Projekt Red, thank you, uh, chat. And Falcom 2, also a uh, an abnormality in this. I will tell you this right now. If those games I just mentioned fail, they're going to look at it as EA being right. I, for one, hope EA is wrong. Because I absolutely don't want the future to be nothing but bland, nothing stories, unimaginative games that all they do is encourage competitiveness and loot boxes. I don't want to live in that gaming future. I'll be blunt with that. And what's not helping is Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3 has just been a complete, absolute disaster of a launch. 
But that's not because single-player games are dead, like EA thinks. It's because Blizzard... I, I don't know what the heck's going through Blizzard's head right now. But they need to stop smoking whatever they're smoking. And get their blasted act together. This is terrible. So Warcraft 3 Reforged launched. Last year, during BlizzCon... They showed off, hey, we have Warcraft 3 remaster going on. We are going to show it off with these cinematic cutscenes with sweeping camera angles and a reimagining, like almost a remake levels of a retelling of Warcraft 3. So then the Warcraft 3 remaster comes out and spoiler alert, it was a remaster. Which means that there were no sweeping, redone cutscenes. It was the same engine with a fresh coat of paint. Which they then still botched up and had the game not load properly half the time during launch. Oh, but this gets better. Because when people bought the remaster and found out it was a remaster, they wanted refunds. And in Blizzard's infinite wisdom, they denied refunds. They've in fact also denied refunds to people in Australia. By the way... In Australia, there is a law that explicitly says if you advertise one thing and sell another, you are required by law to refund them. And this gets better because Blizzard not learning anything about censorship from the entire free Hong Kong controversy decided that anyone who talked about the refund situation on any of Blizzard's forums, they banned that person outright and deleted their posts. What is wrong with you, Blizzard? How? How could you be this dumb? Have you learned nothing from your own controversy? Have you learned nothing from watching the freaking dumpster fire that is Bethesda? As a result, Warcraft 3 is officially the lowest scored game by users on Metacritic. With a score according to Games Radar of 0.5. That being said, I'm going to very quickly go to Metacritic myself and see what the score is as of the time of recording this podcast. Saying sounds to stall for time. It is, in fact, confirmed to be a 0.5. Zero. Five. 291 positive reviews, 74 neutral, 
8,649 negative reviews. Oh, by the way, if you thought you were going to have big, big brain moves here and just dig up your old Warcraft 3 discs and install them, you got bad news because the moment you actually... That you act on top, if you install it on a system that has internet access and and you try to install it to your Battle.net account, it will instead become Warcraft 3 Reforged and you will just automatically have the remaster except the remastered graphics are turned off. So all the bugs that have been introduced by the Reforged version, you will have. What? So this, honestly, upon this news, I want to do an experiment. I want to take a computer, reformat it fresh, never let it touch the internet, dig up my old copy of Warcraft 3, and install it without ever letting it touch the internet and see what happens. Because I legit do not remember what the installation process for the original Warcraft 3 is, but I'm 99% certain you can install it without internet. I want to see what happens. All right. Well, my blood is now officially boiling. We're going to take a break. When we come back, bionic jellyfish and even more weird stories like Elon Musk being a DJ. Yeah. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. I actually completely neglected one of the bigger controversies that was discovered when Warcraft 3 Reforged first came out. And this one actually, shockingly enough, wasn't talked about all that much. Which actually kind of makes me worried. Blizzard has put in the EULA for Warcraft 3 any modifications or any custom maps you make for Warcraft 3 Reforged is their property, not yours. Which is kind of stunning. Imagine if OBS just decided, hey, by the way, you know all those cool streams you do? They're our property, not yours. What? Like, that's basically the same kind of standard. Or imagine if Spreaker, which is the software I use for this podcast just said yeah no it's our podcast not yours or even more absurd sure which is now the maker of the mic i'm using if they said 
you are recording your voice on our mic. It's ours now. And yes, chat, I did check. Spreaker says that you are the owner of your own content. Which is also why I stuck with them. In fact, it is to the point that if Spreaker decides to showcase your podcast for any sort of promotional materials, they have to ask you for your permission first as a result of the way they wrote their own stuff. Which, by the way, nice. I know. What does that say about the world we live in? That that is considered generous. Bizarre, bizarre world. All right. Enough about crazy nonsense out of Blizzard and how much they just seem to hate people. Let's instead talk about how uh, researchers have decided to put radar sensors on birds. You see... Various wildlife management organizations have came up with a brilliant idea that we're going to put radar trackers on birds to track how fish move with, throughout the ocean and other areas of wildlife. But of course, we all know the truth. These researchers don't want to track fish at all. They just want to track birds because they know that birds are jerks. Now, in all seriousness, this actually is really cool technology. And as long as it doesn't interfere with the birds, hey, that's really cool. Use wildlife to keep tabs on wildlife to make sure that wildlife can continue to live within the wildlife. And I'm sure PETA or whatever is going to be seen. Oh, just shush. A lot of those organizations are just kind of just go way over the top. I'd say anything we can do to help make sure that wildlife continues to flourish is A-OK. What might not be A-OK is creating bionic jellyfish so that they can swim faster. Engineers at at Caltech and Stanford University have developed prosthetics for jellyfish to help them be better, faster, harder, stronger. And it's like, on one hand, that's really cool. You have officially created android jellyfish on the other hand why (laughs) why have you created harder better faster stronger jellyfish why would we do this what is the benefit of harder better faster stronger jellyfish and what is the point of me constantly referencing this daft punk song I also have to ask, what was the point of Elon Musk creating an EDM track for SoundCloud? Yes, apparently Elon Musk not satisfied with making a car company that is only recently discovering how to make cars 
in any respectable volume. And creating a company that is literally so boring, it's drilling holes. Making a flamethrower that is not a flamethrower. And creating a and creating a space company. No, he, he wanted to go after Dead Mouse. <sighs> Look, I, I get it, Elon. I too suffer slash enjoy every single moment of ADD. All right. I get it. And from what chat's telling me, it's actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I haven't listened to it. But dude, focus! Please, just focus! It's over asking. <sighs> Shifting gears to news I have no idea how to take. Facebook and YouTube global moderators are saying that the stuff they've had to read and moderate has caused signs of post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, odds are, just hearing that alone brings the same kind of conflicting emotions I have. Does, does the fact they have PTSD from their job mean that the conditions they're under are just that bad? Are they themselves just that weak? Are the comments just that vile? I'm honestly not sure. I'd believe any of them. But the fact that this is actually a story that that YouTube comments and comments on Facebook are so bad that it's causing PTSD and is now requiring those moderators to sign disclosures regarding PTSD. I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I really don't. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm, I'm at a loss. Almost as big a loss as the concept of emojis being on license plates. Vermont is passing a bill that will allow emojis. Like, from the actual... What, what is the actual thing called? I, I forgot what the actual library of, of um, emojis are. But regardless, custom license, license plates will be allowed to have emojis. ASCII. Okay, thank you. I just... I, I I cannot wait for the poop emoji and the eggplant emoji to be on half the license plates in Vermont. Are 
Oh, Unicode. Right. That actually sounds more likely. Thank you, chat. Chat's not sure right now what, what the entire database of all emojis is. I guess it doesn't really matter because when push comes to shove... Oh, wait, that was my last verb story. <laughs> I thought I had one more story, but that was actually it. But there you go. The last verb story, the weirdest story of the day. Emojis on license plates. I got confused for a second because I forgot my last tab was the Metacritic store for Warcraft 3. Folks... That is going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out my daily podcast, The Early Burb Briefing, which you can find wherever you find this podcast on iTunes, on Google, on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, pretty much every plat- podcast platform out there. And in fact, we are adding more podcast platforms as soon as we can. And I'll check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. Take care, rest well, and we'll see you next time. No, before you ask, it is only cell phone emojis. It does not include Twitch emotes. I'm not going to lie, though. Kappa being on a whole bunch of license plates would be amazing. But then it opens a giant loophole because, I mean, it doesn't take all that much effort to get to affiliate and get emote slots. So you could then just use that as a loophole and get as many different pictures you'd want on your license plate. I mean, as long as it patches Twitch moderators. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates national average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019. 
Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Oh, oh. Don't go dip into 